Hello, and welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We want to hear your thoughts on the movies and shows we review. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel, and we will read them during the show. Or reach out to us on social media. We love talking all things entertainment and pop culture with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hey, Delora. Hey, Ashley. We are back. I feel like we've been rolling through these in conversations and here we are again. Yes, I'm so excited. Yes, this time we are with one of the fantastic people I had the opportunity to work with during the American Black Film Festival in June of this year in Miami, yes. Travis Hall. And Travis, what's going on? Thank you so, so much for joining us. Travis and I got a chance to kind of be on the same team and work at one of the main venues that a lot of the events and things were going on. So it was jam. It was a jam packed, eventful <laughs> festival. And Travis, this is actually your this is my first time. This is your second year that you were volunteering. Yeah, second year volunteering. So I was trying to learn and absorb from everybody else who had done it prior <laughs> to me because it was jam packed. But Travis, we usually start all of our in conversations the same way, which is just kind of asking about your journey. So please walk us and our listeners through the highlights of your journey thus far from growing up in St. Louis, Missouri, to becoming the founder and CEO of your own production company, A Travis Production. Okay, okay. I see what you did there. (laughs) My journey is, you know, everybody has their ups and downs, and I definitely had my ups and my downs and my ups again but yeah like I'm from St. Louis I'm currently based in Atlanta Georgia right now pretty much through high school I was I started off in journalism which is crazy because a lot of people don't really know that but I started off in journalism I really wanted to get into broadcast journalism Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to be on Fox 2 News and I wanted to interview people and all of that and I was doing a thing with the interviews and newspapers and stuff like that in high school but then once I started acting, I'm like, oh, I like doing this. Like acting was just, you know, something that I like to do as well on the side. But then it became a main thing because I got I started auditioning for the plays and they started casting me. And I'm just like, oh, I'm really doing the thing for real. <laughs> <laughs> what was started, your first role? My first role <laughs> my first role was a Oompa Loompa and Willy Wonka. I yes. love it. <laughs> so, that was one of my first roles and it was crazy because my senior year they were doing they were doing Willy Wonka I remember that actually my first role was oh I forgot it I really forgot I actually forgot the other role because I played multiple roles in shows so that was kind of crazy but I remember one of the roles was the little bear in Shrek I remember that. <laughs> oh, but, y'all had some fun stage productions. Yes. We really did. We really did. It was, it was fun. And then since I was in theater and acting a lot, it transitioned into my senior year. And I was just like, now it's time, you know, for us to direct and write a stage play. Like the actors kind of transitioned into that mode. And once I transitioned, I was just like, this is what I love to do. Like, I like acting. 
and I eventually, you know, want to transition back into acting, but I love directing and I love writing. And after I like directed and wrote my own stage play, that's when I knew like, this is what I want to major in in college. And so I went to college, I went to Webster University and I got my bachelor's at uh, Webster in film, video production and entrepreneurship. And then I got a minor in screenwriting as well. So that was pretty dope. And, you know, here I am today in Atlanta, Georgia, living a dream, you know. I love that so much. It's so important to have exposure and access to those sorts of things when you're younger and you're going through school. Because imagine what direction you may have gone in had you not had the opportunity to kind of get your feet wet and get into some of those things while you were still in high school. I love that. The arts are so important in school to have that outlet. All right. So what projects influence your decision to go behind the camera? Honestly, the stage play, for real. Once I, because, you know, I didn't really start off with the camera. I didn't start dealing with the camera until college, to be honest. I mean, you know, we had the little cameras where we would go interview people with the broadcast journalism type of situation. But as far as like being on stage and stuff like that, the stage play, like I, I wrote it and I directed it and I was just like, I just want to, I want people to tell, not not necessarily tell my story, but, you know, tell my story to be honest like I want to write it and I want to get actors I want to cast I want to you know deal with the production part of it and I mean like I say eventually I do want to act but just that was the main thing that that made me transition through what was the name of it and what was it about so first of all the name was five it was called five years later and it was about this uh guy who was getting bullied in high school and you know, he didn't really have anybody to turn to. It, it was going bad at school. It was going bad in his uh, household as well. And it was just to a point where he just gave up. And so that's pretty much what it was about. It was really like a, a touchy story. And we had boxes of tissues and stuff like that. But it, I, it was a story that needed to be told because a lot of high school people, they deal with that on a daily basis. And they don't see people... For example, like my main character, the main character in that story was actually me because my main, so my original main character actually dropped out. And uh, it was like an issue with him being busy, but it was also like the people that I wanted to cast in this project, they couldn't really like play the role because of what they was doing in their own life. Mm. So it was a it was a, a touchy story, but I definitely, I played the role and then, you know, I directed it as well, but we had our boxes of tissue and we made sure that everybody was, we made it a safe place. One more follow-up. Do you like to hit on the, you know, emotional side of things or do you like comedy or do you like a mixture of both? Now I would say I like a mixture of both, but back then I definitely liked the the emotions, like hitting on like those hard topics because nobody hits on those. Nobody understands this needs to like, even though it's a touchy subject to, you know, touch on, we need to talk about it. We need to like get it out of our system and just talk it out. So that way, you know, once we talk it out, we just like, ah, that kind of felt, that felt good. Hmm. Kind of like stage therapy in a sense. Exactly. Before I move on to the next question I had planned to ask you, I wanted to ask, I'm thinking about Euphoria, which I don't know if you watched that show on HBO, but in that final season, we had that stage play and you had the 
character who was portraying kind of the producer director behind the scenes she's kind of turned into a tyrant behind the scenes so i'm just wondering about your leadership style and like going from being an actor to having to deal with the one who's kind of putting on the production how was that transition for you and what was like your leadership style um as you made that transition during that time of me being in high school, you know, it was all of our friends who was really on the stage with us. So right. I kind of, you know, I got along with everybody and it was it was already a safe place built because we was already in class and it just transitioned to us, you know, rehearsing after school like that. But for me to be in that position of where I'm like, okay, this is how I want, this is my vision. Now let's put it on the stage. You know, since they were my friends, they like, they know like when I get in that mode, when I click into the director and actor and writer mode, they know like, oh, Travis in that Travis production mode, shut up. So <laughs> um, they know like already to just click into like business, but and they know when to play. So it's really just the tone for real, for real. We can all be playing at one moment and I'll be like, all right, child, let's get back to it. And it, it'll just be honestly that easy. But those are my friends. As far as like people, you know, who that was just kind of like extras or whatever that wasn't like really like people I would talk to on a daily, you know, they kind of just was all like, I'm going to do what the other people are doing. Got so. you. So not really any big blow ups or issues behind the scenes with anybody. Not not in high school. So, <laughs> Oh, there's been a little bit post high school is what you're saying. Yeah, definitely college. Just curious, because I'm sure some people who are listening might be considering that transition and just wondering how easy it may be from going the person who's kind of being directed to having to be the one to run the whole show. Because leadership, it can be a lot to shoulder (laughs) in any capacity. It definitely can. And I feel like whether you want to be a director, actor, writer, or whatever, I feel like you have to have experience in every role. That's just my personal um, experience and my personal knowledge that I I feel, Um, especially director. Like you have to know every freaking role on set. So why not do it? So that way, when you asking somebody to do it, you you can communicate that the the correct way. That's a gem for sure. I feel like in any job, in any capacity, if you're a manager or you're in leadership, if you do not know how to do everybody's job who's on your team, it's very difficult. Yeah, exactly. Because then you can just, you know, when you're a director and you're like trying to communicate to the gaffer about the lights and you like move that thing over there by that thing. Like, what thing? <laughs> speak the film language now. Gotcha. So, yeah. Absolutely. So we were talking a little bit about stage therapy. And so it's a great segue into the next question of what inspired you to, because we did a little homework before we had you on and saw <laughs> that the content of your company really focuses on mental health. So what inspired you to focus on mental health, particularly in the Black community? Um, Number one, the reason why I focused on mental health was because I didn't see the, I don't see the Holly weird. The reason why is because I'm just like, a lot of people don't like to touch on the topic. I don't know what it is, but I, I, I don't know. Now, the only um, show that I really fell in love with and a lot of people aren't a really big fan of is 13 Reasons Why. Like, I love that show. It got you know, heavy towards the it did. <laughs> it did get super heavy, but it was just the cinematography style, the directing style, and even like some of the writing points, like it was really, really good to me. And so I resonated with that show, but that was pretty much the only thing that I kind of, I saw at the time. 
and yeah, I just don't really see it on TV like that. So that's why I, I wanted to focus on it. And also I deal with my own mental health issues in life. So I'm like, in order for me to, you know, get help, I just wanted to kind of pour that into my films and hopefully, you know, it resonate with somebody in the real world. I feel like people perceive talking about mental health as a sign of weakness, but mm -hmm. there's power in having real conversations around it because you realize that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And I, and honestly, in some cases, there's a name to that feeling that you've been having for so long. And, you know, I think it's really important, especially for the black community to have representation so that they can name it and try to make it better. Because I think at the end of the day, it's all about resources and knowledge, right? To better us. In your opinion, how is Hollywood depicting Black mental health? Does it exist already? And what are they doing right? And what are they doing wrong? I feel like it does exist somewhere out there. I have yet to see it more. Now, I see, you know, Taraji P. Henson with her uh, company yeah. that she's going on. And I think there's a couple of other people out there that's really doing the thing for the community. But you know, every day is changing. Every day I'm learning and growing to see like, oh, is this show focused on this now? Or, oh, is this person that's highlighting this? So I'm doing my own research too as of today. So I feel like it's it's changing slowly but surely. Yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely way less taboo to talk about, to be depicted. One of our latest recaps, we just did Survival of the Thickest. They had Black therapy as a touch point within that show, even that, even though that's more of a comedy, not even mm -hmm. a drama based. So I think just making it more of a mainstream conversation in general is helpful because I do think it could still be taboo within the Black community to talk yeah, about so. going to therapy and seeking out mental health support and things like that. So generationally as well, definitely generational. A lot of shows that we've watched, like Insecure. And even Blackish touched on, I think, couples therapy. You know what I mean? Yeah, and when Bo and Dre were going through their... That was I, a rough season. But it was just so <laughs> funny because talk about cinema photography, how they made it so gray and they really yeah. tried to set the tone for how you were supposed to feel. I'm like, this is a comedy. I did not come to Blackish for this. Yeah, but, this drama. But it does still show that even the best of marriages may have issues and may have hiccups that people have to work through. And then on the drama side, I think in my personal opinion, it was done with Grace was This Is Us and Randall's story. Yeah. And shopping around that whole conversation yes. of you may not the yes. first time out, you may not find a great therapist for you. You may have to date therapists and see who fits because that is a very important relationship that you're going to have with that person. So, yeah, it's definitely, Kravis, definitely becoming much more um, mainstream. So mm -hmm. let's shift gears to what other projects you're working on currently. And also talk to us about some of your future creative goals. Because I feel like, you know, your journey is really just getting started. What are we going to look forward to in the future from you? What I'm working on now is I'm in my writing mode, hence the hat. <laughs> But I'm in my writing bag right now. I'm writing a whole bunch of scripts. Um, I'm just trying to stack those up. And years back, 
2020, all of those years, I was just filming back to back, back to back. But this year, I'm just like, I want to focus on writing. I just want to be in my writing bag. You know, I got a lot of stories to tell and I wrote all the ideas down. So now it's time to put that on the paper so I can put it back on the screen like next year. So I just been writing pretty much. I'm going to just let y'all know that y'all not ready for these stories that I got. <laughs> I was going to say, you're doing a Tyler Perry, how he like sits down and writes yeah, uh, for hours, for hours, a whole season worth of <laughs> stories. For those who are listening, Travis mentioned a hat. He's wearing a hat that literally says writer on it. We were talking before we started recording and he has a writer, he has a director, he has an actor. So he's literally wearing many hats. So um, man of any, many talents, man of many talents, any future creative goals that you wanted to mention? You kind of talked about wanting to get back into acting at some point, but like, what are some ambitions or things that you look at towards the future? Or like, oh, in five years, I want to be doing this. In 10 years, I may want to be working Hi, on Becca. This. Yeah. Uh, what's on your vision board? Yeah. Do men make vision boards? They better. Why not? Yeah, I think everybody should make vision boards. Um, okay. But- I didn't make one this year, but uh, my <laughs> vision, well, actually, I kind of did. My vision board is just not like everybody else's where you actually make the, you know, cut it out and everything. I kind of have my own journal, and I would literally write out my goals for January all the way to December. And okay. so I accomplish those and check them off or, you know, figure out how can I check them off. My goals for the next five years or whatever is to definitely – put out my debut um, feature film. I already written um, and it's being shopped around right now. So we're going to see, we're going to see what's going to happen, you know, Um, but that's my goals. And when I drop my first feature film, I will let y'all know that I will be stepping on next. And so (laughs) it's going to be project. It's going to be that type of project. So be prepared. Um, put your seatbelt on and get ready. Uh, that's one of them. Uh, another one is to, uh, definitely want to get my own production company started, like as in like getting a building together. Okay. I want that to be in St. Louis. The brick you know. and mortar. My yeah. mom's from St. Louis. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, the only thing I always bring up with uh, fellow people from St. Louis, I'm like, you like emos? <laughs> <laughs> No, for real. Emos. The best pizza ever. <laughs> for real. Emos. You got you gotta try. You gotta try all the foods out there. The Chinese Absolutely. Food. The Chinese food, best Chinese food in their country. I don't know wow. what it is. It's so good. Yeah, Y'all yeah, telling me a bunch of Chinese people migrated to St. Louis? And the food is amazing. Listen, okay. Yeah, we got the best food out there. So y'all gotta definitely go out there and eat it. But yeah, that is like a little gist of like my goals. And then another one, like one of my biggest goals is to be working with Jordan Peele. Like yes. I want to Jordan Peele. I love that. Monkey paw. So speaking of Jordan Peele, who is on your Mount Rushmore of directors and or filmmakers? Jordan Peele. <laughs> Jordan All Peele. the faces across are just variations of Jordan Peele. <laughs> well, I only have one face on there right now. The other ones are currently being built, so mm. we don't know who they are right now. But okay. Jordan first face that's built on there. Got wow. it. So what is it specifically about Jordan Peele that resonates with you? 
everything. Like, Jordan Peele is a fucking genius, like, for real. Like, his mind and how he thinks of everything is just not even in his world. I don't know anybody that makes projects like Jordan Peele. And that's why I like him, because he just finds a way to stick out. And he also finds a way to make his audience think about what his story is about or what direction is going to so that's what i love about jordan peele and also his personality too like how you see him on the internet is like okay jordan peele but when you meet him it's like this is jordan peele like what the hell i saw so, you posted a video meeting him where were you guys at and what was that experience like okay, and what so do you me mean was he more subdued in person or so actually, let me give you a little backstory real quick. This is my first time ever giving the backstory. So yeah, I better listen, listen closely. If you really know me, you know that I love Jordan Peele and you know that I love Monkey Paw and all of that. So one of my friends, she's a TikTok creator. Or she's just a creator in general. She got invited to this Spotify event. And the Spotify event was Jordan Peele's podcast, his first ever podcast through Spotify. And so she got invited to that, and she was just like, the only person that I know that I should invite to this event is Travis. So I'm all the way in Atlanta. While she's all the way in L.A., I was at work. She calls me and just like, guess what? I got invited to this event, Jordan Pills going to be there. I'm like, say no more. Like, how do I got to book a ticket? <laughs> say less. Yeah. So I booked the ticket. I don't know how um, many days in advance that she told me or whatever, but either way, I booked the ticket. I went out there, I flew out there, and the next day I was meeting the team and everything, and we was walking around, we was networking, and I'm like, where's Jordan Peele Because I don't want to get stood up like I did last time, even though... That's a whole nother story. And I, I got so many stories for you. I'm like, where's Jordan Peele? I thought he was supposed to be here. I thought it was supposed to be a Q&A with Jordan Peele. Where is he? I'm talking to the the team of Monkey Paw, and I turn around, and it's literally Jordan Peele and Wynn, which is the president of, Mon of Monkey Paw Productions. And I turn around, I'm like, nobody's over there. Like, I'm confused right now. Like, why is nobody over there speaking to him? Maybe that's my opportunity to go walk over there and talk to him. So, of course... Travis networking Halton. I, I turned around and I walked towards uh, Jordan Peele and I said, you remember me? <laughs> That's like the first thing I said. I'm like, why would I say that? But anyway, I was just like, you remember me? He was just like, you look familiar. And I showed him my lock screen <laughs> and it was the get out because I read films, get out like a little mm -hmm. scene. And I showed him the steals because literally it's just Everything just happens for a reason because I manifested this moment. And the week before, Jordan Peele, no, it was like two weeks before. Two weeks before, Jordan Peele liked my tweet of the exact same picture. So I'm like, you got to remember me. You got to remember the face. You just tweet. <laughs> and then we, when I tell you, how we were sitting there talking for maybe like 30 minutes about just the film industry and about like, he was asking like, what do I like to do? And of course I was asking, you know, what, he, what he's working on next and everything. So we was having a full-blown conversation like, his publicist and every and everybody was just like trying to stop everybody from you know getting him to bring him into the event because they was just like we really saw y'all having a deep conversation and we did not want to interrupt it and I was just like that meant oh. the world to me like that touched my heart and so we definitely connected and he was just like senior information to the company and I did that yeah it it was it was a real nice time meeting Jordan Peele but now getting into sorry getting into how Jordan Peele is different in person from how 
I see him on the internet, it's like when I met him, I'm just like, it felt like one of my friends. Like it felt like I already knew Jordan Peele. It felt like it, it was so authentic. And when I asked him to, you know, get on a video with me, it was just he was just too cool for me. Like I was like, Jordan Peele, like this is my this is my dog. Like we we, you know, we locked in like that. So he's he's real cool. I think he's so interesting because it's he like teeters on this delicate line between humor and horror Mm -hmm. and he does it so well not too many people can get away with it and so he's he's immensely talented and ashley and i recapped nope this summer (laughs) um which was a lot of fun because ashley doesn't do horror i sure do not I sure do not. It is not my genre of choice. But at least his horror is different because usually I say I don't mess with ghosts and demons. So, you know, yeah. he and Jordan, you know, yeah. he it's it's much more thriller based mm-hmm. type of films that he gives you. Um, even though get out messed me up for a good two weeks. But and I and if I see Allison in person, I always say I'm across the street. Like I'm not speaking to you. Um, but but at least, you know. He definitely always, to your point, gives me something to really think about and sit with after every movie that he's made that I've had the opportunity to watch. But I was just over here cheesing because this opportunity to meet your idol at this point in time in your life and in your career is so amazing. But then also for, you know how they always say, don't meet your idols for him to be this amazing person. Like, just look at God. It was like, it just made me happy. Like, I have I have the, the chills vicariously of, like, having that profound moment and having the opportunity to potentially work with him in the future is going to be fantastic. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing, Travis. I'm saying, and it just happened so quickly. Like, it was growing every year. Like, 2021, they followed me on Instagram. 2022, I met Jordan Peele. It's amazing. And to your point, you are the king of networking. That is, I told Delora that before. <laughs> I was like, the last question we always ask people is about advice. And I was like, the main advice I need for you to give people is about your networking skills. Because you definitely be grinding it out on some networking, for sure. What's your favorite movie and why? Okay, you asking me the question. So now I'm going to, you know, flip the question to ask you. What do y'all think my favorite movie is? It's definitely a Jordan Peele know. feature. It has to be a Jordan Peele feature. Potentially. But then you talked about like in the drama and the emotional side of things. And so I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm curious. I'm dead. <laughs> okay. But to be honest, my favorite movie is Get Out. Okay. But if we were talking about top, you're going to be like a little, you're going to be like, oh, I would never thought of that. But my top three is obviously Get Out is my number one. Number two is Norbit. And number mm. three is White Chicks. White Chicks. Okay. Classics. That's, a, that's an interesting top three. Very much All so. All Black filmmakers. Shout out to you. Yes. Comedic edge to all of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Some some character play in all of them. Mm-hmm. Well, you explain why. I, I, right. I love Let to me hear not- your... <laughs> I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm over here like, let me dissect the through line for this top three. Please, Travis, the floor is yours. I mean, I love when people do that. Like, just sit there and be like, hmm, well, let me, let me pick Let me through. analyze this. Right. But uh, Get Out is number one, my top favorite film, because it's just different. Like, I've never seen anything right. like 
when I saw that in 2017, not only once, not twice, but maybe 20 times. And I'm just like, yo, every time when I watch this, it's something new I saw. Like, it was like me watching the same film 20 times, but it was like me watching a different film, but it was the same mm -hmm. film. So I that's why I like, I love about it, actually. And that's what people used to say uh, Kubrick's movies were like. <laughs> and I know Jordan Peele's a huge fan of him. So yeah. I love that level of inspiration and then him being able to adapt it for himself. Yes. And so, yep, that's the main the main thing that I love about it. And speaking of Get Out, Get Out will be in theaters, select theaters, uh, starting the 22nd through the 28th, I believe. Oh. Um, so this week, let's just say that. Okay. So go watch Get Out in the theaters. Um, Look yeah. at you. You have, you have to go to Norbit. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, let's get to Norbit because Norbit is like, oh my God. First of all, Eddie Murphy like is the king of acting. Like, how can he you act 20 roles in one movie? Like, come on now. I don't think enough people give him his flowers, but let me give you your flowers right now, Eddie Murphy. You did your damn thing in every last one of your movies that you played like 20,000 20, roles. And I'm just like, Norbit was one of them because I'm like, how is this man doing this? He can play. It's so Eddie ridiculous, Eddie. though. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i'm still norbit is just an interesting one because most people's favorite eddie murphy movie is coming to america uh the nutty professor boomerang um, well that you know that's one of mine because we just yeah. really have boomerang that's one of my <laughs> yeah. favorite 90s harlem nights harlem nights mm -hmm. i mean you can even go back you know people love trading places and i'm just surprised that it's norbit specifically but i love that because again you're hitting some spots with the diversity of your top three. So your third yeah. one is white chicks. So we giving the Wayans family some love. Which is <laughs> quite a classic. And everybody talks about sequels, but I don't think it needs one. And it wouldn't even be allowed in 2023, frankly. <laughs> I don't think it needs a sequel neither. But um, hey, they still still end up writing it. They still end up putting it out for what reason. I don't even know at this point because they run <laughs> They're running out of ideas. Uh, but that's why you got people like us to, you know, write the stories that we we write, you know. White Chicks is another one of my favorites. And like I said, it's a classic because it's like I grew up on this movie. And like every year I just find myself watching it over and over again. And it's just it's kind of like if you really think about it, it's what we're dealing with now is just the funny part. Like the these white people, well, really, it was kind of it's kind of reversed, but <laughs> how they basically was the cops or whatever, and you know, they had to be the two white girls and stuff like that. But it's just the comedic part that really it really gets me because I'm like they are really funny, but they know how to switch it up. So Travis, we've discussed mental health and that mm -hmm. focus. Let's talk about your self-care and how you maintain your mental and physical health in the midst of life and work. I maintain my mental health by taking a day out of the week to do all of that. So Sundays is really my day where I do that. I have my whole self-care Sunday where I clean my entire place. Like I just have to like do a whole reset for the week. Mm -hmm. I'll my entire place, I'll wash everything, and then I'll sage all that bad energy out. And Yes, saging. Right. Yep. And then meditating is another thing that I find myself doing as well. And just kind of like taking deep breaths in and, and out and just 
kind of necessarily like forgetting about the past, but just scooting it to the side, you know what I'm saying? That's one of the things that I do. And I listen to a lot of podcasts. Podcasts, it helps calm me. And it depends on the podcast as well, but I, I have to listen to that that specific topic or whatever I'm feeling throughout that week. And I listen to it and I'm just like, I'm feeling I'm feeling good to go into the weekend and kill it. Yes to meditation. I'm still on my meditation journey. Some of the best advice I heard recently about meditation is everybody always thinks that you're supposed to start with immediately being able to calm your mind, mm-hmm. but that's the destination that you're trying to mm-hmm. reach. The yeah. journey is figuring out and learning your practice. And I was like, that's really good advice. I feel like everybody, when they start meditation, they're like, but I can't steal my mind. This isn't working mm-hmm. for me. And they just give up. Yeah. But that is the ultimate destination. So I'm I'm working on it with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get too. there. I'm working and on I, it too. And I feel like you have a lot of aha moments when you take time to be still too. Like you get mm-hmm. a chance to take note of how your body is feeling or get into your body so you can be aware of like, what is my gut telling me right now? Mm-hmm. And then I love that you take a day of rest because I, I'm always reminded, I'm like, God rested on the seventh day. So who am I? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. If it worked for the Lord, it'll work for me too. Um, well, besides our podcast, obviously, what are some of your other favorite podcasts <laughs> that you like to listen to, Travis? <laughs> uh, definitely our podcast. Um, yes. uh, another one is, it's this podcast called, I don't, I just got into like this podcast. So bear with me but the name of it is called date yourself and i love that podcast so much because it's like even though it's coming from a female perspective it's just funny to hear her stories and i mean she's a capricorn so that's kind of why i feel like we we relating for real are you capricorn i sure am sir i'm a i'm on the cusp i'm sagittarius and capricorn so am i my birthday is december 23rd mine's the 21st so wait a minute (laughs) yeah uh, no! I, you're you're like because i thought the cusp is the 22nd so you so it depends i think maybe but we're definitely yeah. both like that yeah. mixture yeah that mixture yeah definitely. so no wonder you know, i gravitated so hard to you during <laughs> avff i didn't even know but yeah capricorn sagittarius mode like some days i'm a sagittarius some days i'm capricorn it, you know it varies but that's I just resonated with her so much. And like in that podcast, she talks about, you know, dating yourself and she's not saying like date yourself for the rest of your life. She just saying in that moment, date yourself until you find the person that you're supposed to be with for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? So listening to her, it's just her voice is soothing and her stories are funny and it's just a good mixture. So yeah. Get a little humor, get a little ASMR. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. That's a gem. So. That's instead. Usually we do hidden gems when we do recaps. Mm-hmm. So that's the hidden gem for the week. Date yourself. Check out that pod. I'm gonna check out that pod because it yeah. sounds like a good one. So final question. I already mentioned it. I already mentioned I want you to talk a little bit about those high level networking skills you have. But just overall, what advice do you have for those who may be listening who want to follow in your creative and entrepreneurial path? My advice to anybody who's trying to get into filmmaking, entrepreneurship, or screenwriting or whatever is to do your research and to also network. Networking is so important because 
number one, you're meeting people, but also you never know who, you, who you're going to be meeting. So like when I was in college, here's a, a gym too that a lot of college students don't know is, first of all, y'all are paying these universities, but these universities have to cough up some money to y'all as well. So you have to realize like most universities that I know have a student government association. And in that student government association, the student government association has the most money on campus. Yes. So I was a part what, of it at Bowling Green State University. I allocated they, funds to groups. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So literally all you're doing is just pretty much figuring out if you're a filmmaker or whatever, but I'm just speaking from the filmmaking aspect. If you're a filmmaker and you're trying to go to American Black Film Festival in the summer, you will want student government associations to sponsor that. And basically, you're going to make a, a full presentation of why you think the American Black Film Festival is something that would be valuable for you to go, that you can bring back knowledge and uh, information for students to go in the in the following years. So that's what I did. I made a presentation and I went to the student government association and I pitched it to them and I'm like, I never been to the American Black Film Festival before, and keep in mind, yeah, I was like nineteen. I think I was turning nineteen. Yeah, so I was nineteen years old when I did that, and I'm just like, I want to go to American Black Film Festival because I want to network. You know, it's one thing to network with the students and the professors on campus, but I want to broaden my network. That's how I knew pe- so many people in D.C., New York, L.A., Atlanta. I knew people from everywhere because of the American Black Film Festival, and that was my first ever film festival that I've ever been to. And at first I thought it was fake. I looked it up and I'm like, this can't be real. All these celebrities on here, like, y'all want me to go home? Let me see something. What in the fire festival is going on? That's what I'm saying. So I ended up going, paid for, expense paid for by my university. And I mean, obviously I had to, you know, come up of my pocket for some some things, but I paid for it. I, I went out there and I fell in love like so many black people that look like me and I'm just like oh wow and I'm learning more than not more than I've learned in college but I'm just learning and growing and I'm meeting people and I'm getting followers on Instagram and I'm just feeling a little famous right now no I'm just like <laughs> but I was meeting a lot of people and a lot of people always ask me like how do I get all these followers on Instagram I went to a bunch of film festivals. I traveled the world. Like, I'm just going out meeting people and figuring out, like, oh, what do you do? Like, I'm just interested, you know? And you don't have to necessarily be a, a extrovert. You can be an introvert still meeting meeting people, but that's what I pretty much did. So network your way to, to the network. Shout out to Jeff and Nicole for putting on the American Black Film Festival because it is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Actually, one of our favorite uh, connects that Ashley and I made during Essence Festival was at a bar. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? I sure do. We still follow him to this day on Instagram. We also met, I mean, there were like a couple actors who were coming yeah, by. Like, that was a pretty were, popular bar. We were like, like, you look familiar. Aren't you an actor? Yeah. He was just chilling at the bar. And then we were just like, we want we want whiskey and our tea. It's the morning, right? And he was like, word. Yeah, they loved me at that hotel because I love a good hot toddy. They like, yes. I'm like, you don't understand. I do this no matter where I am. It's not just because I'm in New Orleans, but I appreciate yeah. y'all for the enthusiasm. Wait, this was 
this year this was last, last year? year we i know you went this year we went last yeah. year okay, yeah I caught, uh, and i didn't see uh this mm -hmm. year so what's going on okay nope and we both got covid but we made it through we sure did <laughs> i was like ashley are you feeling okay oh my gosh <laughs> down and out for the count thankfully you know mm -hmm. we recovered and we did not have any major issues but yeah, exactly it was it was definitely a great a great event and our first time going was that your first time going this year yeah it was my first time going this year so i had a blast yeah. meg the stallion was there this year yeah. she killed the show like i was like i have to find somebody with floor seats and i have to i have to get to <laughs> megan stallion like where is megan stallion I love me some Megan Thee Stallion. I'm just say that right now, but yeah. Okay, hottie. <laughs> <laughs> did you make it to the floor? I did make it to the floor. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> I did, I did Megan, but I didn't get to meet her yet. 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 Keyword. Putting it on the mic. Putting it on wax. No, but that's great advice, especially about the um, student government, because I didn't definitely did not know that and <laughs> did not take advantage of that. I feel like. From the experience I had this past summer, the only school that seems like they wouldn't have to worry about going out of their way to ask is Howard. Because that mm. HU oh representation and the resources they have to get to the festival was amazing. Let me just say. It, it, it was definitely amazing. And I wish I had that that same privilege um, to, to, do, <laughs> to do what they did and right. get everything that they got. Because they... They definitely had the time of their life. Yeah. So great tips, Travis. Thank you so, so much for that. And thank you again for coming on to the podcast. Tell the people how they can get a hold of you, how what they should follow, all of that good stuff to stay in touch. Yeah. So you guys can follow me at Talk by T on Instagram and honestly, all platforms for real. And my website is a travisproduction.com. It's just, you know, that simple. Y'all can contact me. Y'all can ask me as many questions as y'all want because I'm not like one of them people. I don't look at it and I respond. I do respond to everybody. You know, no question is a dumb question. He's telling y'all slide into the DMs. That was, that yeah. was, that's the last thing. <laughs> <laughs> slide into those dms well thank you so much and guys as always thank you so much for listening please feel free to leave us a rating or a review follow us on all the things recapping podcasts we appreciate it delora appreciate you girl appreciate you travis and ashley travis thank you so much for your time we are so excited for your talent and your and all the work you've done and the work you're going to do we are rooting for you Thank you so much. And before you end the podcast, I do want to say this. I didn't announce this yet, but I'm dropping a short film next month in October. And you guys have heard it here first. Very nice. Yay! Uh, that's so wonderful. I cannot wait. We appreciate that. And we'll definitely have to have you back, especially when your feature film comes out mm -hmm. i can't wait Cannot don't forget wait. about us oh i definitely won't <laughs> i'll make sure he does it i'll bug him don't worry exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right well guys thank you so much we'll be back with more in the meantime as always be blessed <laughs>